0: a Purely Land Diego podcast. We are your hosts, I'm Jordan. And I'm Amara. And today, it's just us because this is the season opener, the return of Deer Lander season two.
1: Season two, we were just talking about how it's been a year since we started, like almost exactly.
0: Which is stinky wild, and also <laughs> so exciting. Stinky I, wild. I use the term stinky wild because Most of my good ideas start while I'm in the shower, one. Or two, while I'm using the bathroom.
1: Well, obviously.
0: And that's how Dear Lander started. I was uh, in the shower.
1: Having a stinky, stinky wild time. I was a
0: stinky boy. (laughs) And I was in the shower cleaning it up. I was cleaning up my mess. (coughs) And I was all like, you know what? Oh, man. I don't think that there is a Lander podcast. I need to hit up Amara. There's nobody else I would rather do this with. And that was one of my finest ideas. It's
1: been so fun. It's been awesome. A full year. And we've been through a lot of changes in a year.
0: Yeah, bunches of changes. Um, What are some of your changes?
1: Well, I changed jobs. So Uh I'm in a new job. I'm an arts administrator, which is great. Um, I finished my artist management certificate. Yeah. So here I am for that. Communal Pancake's back up and running
0: yeah yeah
1: ish i mean we've still had some run-ins with covid but we're doing some stuff
0: you were in the swing of things especially I'm in this the month swing.
1: yeah um but it's been good it's been really good changes across the board i think but just wild to think about where we were a year ago i know yeah, yeah it's really wild i, was, I... Like, freshly vaccinated and like we can be in the same space this is crazy and that was <laughs> that wasn't weird? that something special yeah. that was
0: like i just amazing. remember the
1: first time that you came over and we were like
0: yeah that was wild it was wild. because like during during the pandemic we would sit out in your front yard away from uh-huh. y'all which yeah. was like also fun and cute but definitely preferred this
1: yeah oh totally remember when you and sarah came and we were sitting in my backyard in like december
0: <laughs> yes in the
1: sun and we were like this is fine and then we started to get really cold because the sun went down we're like this is no longer this, fine this is like, not cool anymore yeah, it's crazy to think that like, that was last year. That was like at the start of our podcast. We had
0: just that's wild. Mm-hmm. Also, like pandemic ending and Wyoming summer. Like most people are outside, especially mm-hmm. in in Lander. Feels nice. Would have a really hard time doing pandemic life in like suburban Connecticut. Or yeah. Something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yes. Very thankful for mountains and. Yeah. lots of wide open space and we
1: both traveled yeah i went to new york in december and that was like crazy wild
0: yo dang yeah to
1: be like oh i'm after two years i'm back in a massive city like
0: that's like the so i've i've only been to new york once but it was mm -hmm. two weeks before the pandemic happened and yeah before
1: the whole world shut down yeah
0: um and all i could think about was like no new york will never like be the same i like you know, but also, well, I don't, let me ask you, since you were like so well versed with New York. Yeah. What were differences that you noticed?
1: Um, well, I mean, um, people in the city are very conscientious, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, like you still had to wear masks in big places. Like you can't go to Broadway without wearing a mask, which I think is great because you're really crammed in there like a sardine. Yeah. Um, but you know, like they were checking, like, your vaccination card and your ID to make sure it was actually you. Cause you know, you have people on top of people there. So it's they They have to be extra conscientious for sure. They can't just like disappear into the mountains by themselves. Right. Like right. it's a whole different story when I was there. I mean, you could definitely tell New York was still New York. I'd be curious to ask Oakley what she thinks. Dang. Yeah. Um, because you know, she like really lived there, but like to me it felt the same. Cool. Like the vibrancy of the city is still there. Very much, um, but during the pandemic, not. Like I think it was very different. Yeah. And when I went back, it was just like, oh, pop on a mask and you're fine.
0: Cool. So. I'm glad that that it felt like the vibrancy of the city was was still there. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah,
1: me too. I was cool. I was nervous. Yeah. Because I love that city so much, and it's like, oh no, it was still there. But I also will say though that I think because I got I was lucky enough to see four shows. In New York City? When I was there. Uh-huh. I saw Six. I saw Company. I saw Town, And I saw Carolina Change. And I will say that I think the emotional energy of those performances is extra high. And when we were there, um, COVID started making its round through the city again. Like, while we were there, like, shows had to shut down.
0: Oh, Dang.
1: Because they had to test their cast members. Um, So, I mean, like, that was still a thing. And I'm sure it will still be a thing. I mean, we had a run-in with COVID a couple weeks ago. Um, Just somebody had it. And, I mean, it's still there, right? But, like, I will say that watching a show, I think performers were so excited to be back doing what they were doing that they are giving 100% of themselves.
0: going way hard.
1: (laughs) And I mean, like, Broadway goes hard all the time. Yeah. But there is just a special extra layer, I think, in there because they haven't been able to perform like that in two years. Yeah, for sure. And we also got to see, like, original casts of things. Yeah. You know, like, Six was supposed to premiere on Broadway when the world shut down. Like, they were opening when the world was like bye. And so it was still the original cast. And so that was really cool and Hades Town was still the original cast and Company was still the original yeah. cast. So like we got to see some really cool people like so, you know,
0: I need to go see plays with you. Yeah. Come in because I not I'm not man, I've seen plays and I like seeing plays, but I don't know. I know what I like, but I Look, don't know like what makes a play, like if you give oh, me a, sure. like if you give me a hip hop album, like Kendrick's album just dropped and you listen to it and it's like undeniable. I like, but, I, but I've also listened to years and years of hip hop. And so my palette is like, I, yeah. f- I feel like, um, it's mature. it's mature. My play palette is not, it is a child play palette.
1: Which I think is fine. I mean, like, it would be in, in a reverse scenario, right? Definitely like, I have not be. listened to years and years of rap, right? So, like... Yeah, 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 Or hip-hop. So, it's like, you would have to do the same to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that people like you are the most important for theater. Because when I go see theater, and, like, it's rare that I can really let myself go in a show. And, like, mm. like um, you know, like, really just allow myself to watch the show... Um, Hades town, I was able to do that in like fully, and I'm able to like enjoy always. But I will always be looking at like, I will always be like watching people acting and like watching their choices and being amazed by their choices, right? Um, whereas like you can come in and have no idea what's happening, technical right. wise or acting wise, right? Like you just are able to absorb it, and I think that's the best feedback anybody can give. And I'm always yeah. happy to explain things, right? I'm always happy to be like, oh, well, when you, like, create a scene, right? Like, these are the things you're looking for. Like, um, mm. or when you're acting, right? Like, like these are the things that make this so cool. Or, like, watching somebody who's so talented yeah, work on their skill and hone their craft, right? Like, I can explain those things, but you just get to, like, see it. You know what I yeah. mean? And that's, like, the best feedback I think any play can have.
0: Which is like a crazy, so my question for you, oftentimes when I, sometimes when I'm like watching film that I love, but mostly when I'm listening to music and sometimes when I'm creating music, I'm wondering if this ever happens to you where I envision myself listening to a song again, like I'm somebody that hasn't heard the song or seen the play yet and might not uh, know a lot about it. Do you like... Do you think of um, plays that way where you're like gonna go see a play for the second time and then as you're watching the play, kind of put yourself in the shoes of somebody that's like, ooh, there's this crazy part coming up and this person's never seen it and I'm like really excited to see their reaction to it or whatever? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, interestingly enough, I feel like because, like in theater, when you're like learning acting stuff or theater stuff, right, you're taught to not anticipate moments oh dang like okay. you have to work on not anticipating because the audience picks up on it and oh so,
0: i might mess up a moment for right
1: sure. and like <laughs> and also then then your moment can become not as genuine right i mean like there's obviously some moment of anticipation like you oh. know what's coming you've memorized but you try and and i mean maybe there are other schools of acting that are different but like what I was taught was don't anticipate the moment because you try and allow yourself to also be in the moment, mm-hmm. um, which is also why you work on your skills, right? Which is why you're like training because sometimes you're off. Like sometimes you have off nights where like you're act you just don't feel like you're in it. Yeah. And so you can fall back on your skill set. So it's still a good show, right? And so I think, and then also being in marketing, and being in theater, like, my whole thought process is always about the audience. Okay. Are they understanding what I'm saying? Will they understand this moment on stage? Will they understand what I'm saying to them? So I don't know if I, like, ever, like, fully am, like, I am a new person, but I'm always watching for clearness, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to just like fully like be like, I'm a new person. That's a, Because I'm yeah. always thinking about the new person.
0: That's like a great detailed answer and something <clears throat> that I definitely wouldn't have thought about in terms of of play because it's new and things can be new every, every time. time it's alive,
1: which is why theater is so great. Right. Yeah. And I mean, Like, I think the thing people don't think about in film, too, is those moments still exist in film. Sure. Right? Like, when you're an actor in film, of course, like, there are certain things that you have to do, but each take might be different. Right. So you're still doing it live, and then they just take the best take. But the difference in theater is that that moment will never exist again. Like, you can't, you don't have it on film, so you can't go back and, like, watch and pick your best take. So that's, like, kind of the beauty and the magic of it, right, is that, like, every night you get to deliver the same and different. Right. And it's so cool, but, like... You should be thinking about the audience. It's like, it's just, theater's such an interesting craft in that way. Because f- it's even like that in technical theater. Like, you're not always mm-hmm. gonna get everything right every time. Or, like, maybe the actors are creating something for you on stage that's a little different. So maybe your lighting cue is an extra second late, right? Like
0: sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. And I mean like on Broadway, of course, well in any theater production, you try and have everything spot on all the time, right? Like you don't want like major mishaps, but they happen. Sure. And so you just, you kind of create as you go while still having the structure, which I think is why in my life, generally, I like to have like, I always create a structure for things. And then allow for movement within it, because that's what I was trained to do. That's what theater is, right? Like, here's your structure. Here's the script. Here's what we've worked on for six weeks. So we know where we're going. We know what's happening. But, like, we also allow for being human in there. So... Weird. That was a really long answer. but No, that's
0: sweet. That's a great answer and like gives me a lot to think about. Have there been moments in theater where maybe you've followed the script exactly the way it's supposed to go and you've essentially nailed it, but the next night you have a show, you prepare yourself and kind of think, I'm going to try it this way instead. How often does that happen for you?
1: Well, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, you have nights where... You get everything spot on, but then you may feel differently the next night. Like you're just, it's just, which is once again why I'm saying you work on your skill set, right? So it's like, you've rehearsed this thing, you know where you're going, you've rehearsed a certain amount. So it's like, even if you're not feeling your best, you can go. I wouldn't say that I necessarily like think about like, okay, tonight I'm going to try this differently. It's more of like in the moment. Oh, sweet. It may come out differently or I may get like, a revolutionary idea that changes what I'm doing or like sometimes like I will have been in the script for six weeks or longer sometimes. And like in a performance, I will understand a line better than I ever have. And so then that will change my delivery of it while I'm doing of it, doing it. So I don't know if I, and I'm I'm sure some actors do, I'm sure some actors go in and are like, tonight I want to try this differently. But to me, that's part of the process cool right you know because you like that's why you rehearse is it's the process not the product yeah and like you are a vessel for the words right so it's like it's not about you it's about the whole thing it's about the audience it's about the words it's about playing with your other actors it's like creating this world like our our technical theater director at cwc Chantel, used to say you know theater's weird in the fact that like we recreate like Outside on stage, but we say, "Come, come to our cave and see what we've made," right? Like, yeah, man, I could talk about this all damn day. Yeah, um, but yeah, so so yes and no. Like, okay. I think for me personally, as an actor. I don't, I don't intentionally try and change things unless I've had, you know, a really horrible night and it didn't make sense. Or unless the director has been like, hey, we need to like work on this scene or anything like that. But I don't like intentionally in a performance change what I'm doing. Like sometimes it just happens. Scout is very excited to see Jordan. They're like best friends
0: now. girl. Yep, we are pals. We are pals.
1: Or I mean like going back to it. Like, sometimes uh, you'll, like, work with a prop, right? And you're, like, having this moment, and it's, like, worked so far, but then all of a sudden it's not working. So sometimes you have to, like, go back and rework. Like, maybe in a performance somebody was supposed to hand you a prop at a certain time or, like, grab it from a certain place, and it doesn't make sense anymore. For sure. And so you have to go rework those things. And so, yeah, that would be intentional of, like, we need to intentionally change what we're doing. But, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as, like, acting moments. Like, one specifically... Um, when we did Fiddler on the Roof, there was like, I played Golda, which is the, the wife of Tevia. Sometimes you're just overtaken with what's actually happening. And it was my last performance at CWC ever and my last performance with many of the cast members. Like I was like, I'll probably never act with these people again, which is kind of a crazy feeling. Yeah. Um, and you know, we had rehearsed the show enough that like everything was pretty spot on. And some things, sometimes things just come for a loop. And I remember um, Josiah walking on stage. who was playing Tevia and it was in the second act. And there's like that whole song, you know, "Do you love me?" Because they had an arranged marriage, and so they, um, he's asking her, like, "Do you love me?" Because we've never talked about this. And so it's like this whole song about how they've grown to love each other, but they've never talked about it. Yeah, and yeah. I remember. Um, in the scene I was hanging up laundry and Tevia comes on stage and he's supposed to start asking me and I immediately just started crying like I just like the overwhelming like moment of that was like this is my last I've worked with Josiah for three years I've worked with all these people for three years yeah it was just and we had to like It was, like, the most pure moment I've ever had on stage. So in that moment, of course, I had to change what I was doing because I was, like, weeping through the whole thing. and I was, like, trying to get through it. But it also created this moment for the audience. Like, Joe, we'll talk about it. He's, like, it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen because we were both just so choked up by what it actually meant in our lives and for the show. Wow. I know!
0: That's beautiful. Theater's cool, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yo, that's, like, I've had that with... Ryla, mm-hmm. Sink's Canyon Camp, like other... I mean, Kendrick's album. Like this, yeah. new, There's this... Yeah. This one song off this, this new Kendrick album is... I was painting in my garage and it came on and I couldn't even... I have never, like in my life, had a visceral reaction to a song like this. Uh, mostly because I feel like hip-hop is a genre that like... What you say is important, but like it's almost more important how you say it. Yeah. And... Kendrick Lamar is a master of texture, texture in the voice. Like he is um he is like so ingenious with his texture with like the beat and with the subject matter of what he wants to convey in the song. And with this particular song, it is just like generations deep of this like generational trauma and abuse and history and it it is like 7 minutes long and I can get I could get through like 2 minutes of it. Without bursting into tears, yeah, like I, it made me feel scared of the feelings I was having,
1: right? Because about this song, I was like, I think
0: I'm scared of this song, but especially when, um, you realize that it's you're like wrapping up on a thing that you love very dearly, Mm -hmm. and you are in the midst of a performance. Yeah, it was wild. That is, but like
1: going back to you having such a visceral reaction to this song, I mean, like. It happens so rarely to have such an emotional feeling. And I've only had it happen twice to me um, seeing a show. I mean, like, there are times I've gotten emotional during a show. But there are only two shows that I've ever seen that have made me be like, I need everybody to fucking disappear yeah, so that I can just openly sob right now. Yeah, and that is a whole other thing to behold, right? Like that is life-changing art, and art can be life-changing without that moment, right? But there is something about that specifically
0: that is life-changing art, because yeah,
1: like... that is just like like Hades Town was like that for me. Like I mm, literally, okay. the pinnacle moment in the show, it happens, and I have never been in a theater so quiet.
0: And how many people were in the theater?
1: Oh, there. I mean, a Broadway house is like over 800 people. So Uh there was over 800 people in there. Dead silent. And the actor that was playing Hermes was amazing because the way he came in and delivered his line was perfection. It was low. It was quiet. It was understanding. It was like... It it was just like Like, you like, and I was like openly weeping at this point. But it's like one of those things where you're like trying to keep it in so you can keep the the silence. Like that is Uh that is like that is a moment in the show. Like they created that specifically, right? Yeah. And I just remember after the show looking at Cameron and I was, like, openly weeping. And I was, like, I need you to take me somewhere. Where I need just stop <laughs> for a second. So he took me across the street. And we were, it was, like, a Broadway house that, because um, we saw it on, like, a two, I don't remember. But, like, nobody was there at the moment. And I was just like, just, like, weeping. Because it's, like, the actors committed so hard to it that you could Damn. feel it. And that was, like, and that's, like, the same thing in music. I mean, you can do that in music, too. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, because it was a musical, so yeah. <laughs> it's that, but it's like, it's so cool when that moment can happen.
0: It's in like, art. dude, it's like, right. it's almost like, it it is like so that, in terms of like music, like live music, the mm-hmm. um the example that I can give is when I went to see Kanye and Cody, yeah, in 2019, and I had dri- driven a long way from Missoula. It was like 5 p.m. at night, and my friend from jackson was like hey we're going to see kanye and cody will you meet us there and it, i it was like on the rip and i was like uh, yes i'm going eight hour drive nearly hit an elk like <laughs> five miles out of cody like, i like no! it was like in the, like a pack of elk were in the road outside of cody swerved got there at 2 a.m spent the night on the floor went and saw kanye the next morning Not going to get political with you. I don't agree with Kanye a lot of the time. A lot of the time in this era. I love hip-hop and I am a hip-hop historian. And Kanye is a pivotal figure. I will argue that like I will die on that hill. Yeah, I think
1: most people will.
0: Yes. Disagree big time with a lot of things Kanye does and says. That being said, on the Buffalo Bill Museum lawn, when I saw my. 2007 self was like if you had told me in the in my wildest dreams that kanye would move to wyoming and i would be watching him on the buffalo bill museum lawn i would have been like well like there's you live in an alternate universe like there's no way when he came out and the choir started and they started ultralight beam it was like the only way i could describe it like was like wind hitting my face, the way like like emotion was hitting my face. And in that moment, just like this Kendrick song, it was like I hadn't even lived the experience yet, but I could feel it coming on to me. Yeah. Like it was like something is about to happen that is just like I could see I could see and feel it and anticipate it minutes into what what had actually happened. And it was the mo I mean one of, maybe the most spiritual event I've ever had at live music. It was was nuts. And you look around and you see, like, all these old heads from Cody there, and you see all of these, like, people that obviously drove up from, like, Utah or Colorado or something, and you see, and it was crazy. Yeah, powerful art, man.
1: And it can be, What a thing. Well, and, like, we're talking about, like, big moments, too, but, like, art can have really powerful small moments as well. I just want to reiterate that, like, what... I guess we haven't even talked about it, but I just want to, like... Press the point that you don't have to have a big art moment either. Like it can be small too, and that's just as important. Which is why art is so important across the board.
0: Okay, I have a question. Okay, I'm ready. Bringing it back to Lander. Yeah. What is, if you have one, an art moment that you've had in Lander that you go back to, that your memory goes back to, or that you feel was important, or a small one?
1: Um. Well, I think uh my biggest art moment. And I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but Almost Maine will always be such an important one for me. But in that, sitting at the kitchen table that we're sitting at now, while Joe and I were rehearsing for this. So this was like my dream cast. I'd always wanted to be in a small show with my best friend Lily, with Ed Novotny, and with Joe. Because to me, I think that they are some of the best actors ever for and sure i might be super biased but i truly believe in their skill and talent and like their fucking brains are brilliant uh-huh. like they are so intelligent and the way they can understand character and text is huge to me and we all trust each other immensely yeah and so i was like this is so When i saw almost Maine, and then was like this is going to be the premiere show for communal pancake no question but going back to the rehearsal process Is a small moment because nobody saw it to me. Yeah. Um, But Joe and I were going through our lines for this vignette that we were doing where it's um, a couple and the woman comes in and she is giving back all of his love because he hasn't proposed to her. So she doesn't quite believe that he loves her. Like he hasn't like committed to their relationship in the way that she wants. Mm -hmm. And so... To show that, right, like, she's bringing in garbage bags and, like, filling up the stage, right? Yeah. And so, like, that's just, like, the visual of what's supposed to be happening. And so they're, like, having this argument where she's like, I'm giving it back. I'm giving you your love back. And Joe and I were having this moment rehearsing these that we were so in it that at the end we were both crying. And that never happened when we did it on stage. Like, that was never something that, like, came to fruition when we were actually performing the show for an audience, but I'll never forget that that we were both just cuz it was like what it meant for us too. Yeah. Cuz we had been in a similar situation. So that that was really cool. I think, you know, I'm whenever we do our CES acting class, there's always just small magic life-changing art moments for me in there because they're just they allow themselves to play all the time. So like Yeah. And I also think just watching People perform for me in this town is always like a wonderful moment. Like I remember when Robbie Wyman played for the singer songwriter competition and he premiered this new song that required an organ. And uh, watching him do that was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Cool. And it was life changing because he was really allowing himself to be vulnerable but he believed in it so much and you could tell yeah and that was cool yeah
0: that's like when an artist performs some new shit and also they're as in tune with their craft as somebody like robbie wyman yeah dude yeah mine is like i've lived this moment so many times i've lived this moment and i can think of specific memories watching low water yeah on on the mm-hmm. LB. Patty fiasco deck. too Patty fiasco I've watched it with Quinn. Um, Just like getting, like knowing and being good friends with Quinn. But I like was with Quinn a lot of the step of the way and it was very special. And we went out and like I shot photos of Quinn and went out when they recorded in Victor. Mm -hmm. And for him to premiere and perform these songs on the LB porch. And at the same time for Quinn, Quinn is an artist that like, I think there are like few artists I've seen that are as talented as Quinn in a sense where he can look at you and be like I'm about to turn this up right now. Yeah. And he can like feed off of it. It's almost like
1: he's a very in the moment performer like this very good at it
0: like the sense of nervousness or like oh no I might is like non-existent. Yeah. It sounds and I'm I hope I hope that doesn't like freak Quinn out if he's listening <laughs> or something. Hey he, Quinn! Is, he is amazing at it like the, the energy that yeah. he can push out on a microphone is like Whoa yeah um, he's cool to watch it's like almost always on the lb deck and i have this specific memory and the specific song i mean the take a load off annie yeah is like classic lb deck to me like the piano on it every time i hear take a load off annie summertime lander and i am like instantly happy yeah and there's only a few songs that exist like that for me like every time
1: there is something about Lander. Um, I mean, obviously it's an art town, but people do allow themselves to let go here as an artist, and it's I think partly because the artist community um, generally is like a really supportive community, mm. and so I think most people feel pretty safe giving their giving themselves over to their art, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but I just started thinking about. Even just a small moment. So, you know, when we heard the news of the Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade stuff, you know, a lot of us were having feelings about it. Uh-huh. And um, I watched my friend Lily create this sign that was like, and this is such a small magic moment, but it was, it changed my life. Just like the way she, she put what she was trying to say was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. And it was just like an instant sketch. Uh, yeah, so that was a small art moment because she made it. With
0: your own two hands. Transition. I was going to
1: say, so you asked people if they had any questions for us, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, Let me get them out.
1: On the Instas.
0: Okay, yes. So on Instagram, roughly about a week ago or something, Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, you should holler at us. Do you have questions? Things you would like us to touch on eventually. And I can remember a few things. Um, Sarah, my fiance now. That's a, know, that's a new life thing. Oh, that's a new life thing. The pro- best thing ever. I have proposed to my fiance. Some episodes were recorded before I uh-huh. proposed, specifically one, and we touch on it. And this is after, obviously, because she's my fiance now. Oh, that's um, the best thing ever. Just know that. Um, she says, cute. You're cute. <laughs> Next question, comment. Griffin Lehman, shout out to Griff. Hey, Griffin. And there's another one that I want to touch on as well that Griffin has brought up before that I think is great. Mm -hmm. But for this particular one, Griffin says, Why does it feel so damn special to have your birthday shout out on Dairyland Marquee? Why does it? Because
1: yeah. we, um, the, so the Low Water String Band, when Joe and I got married, they rented the sign, right? Because you can like rent what it says or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it said, it's not Joe wedding day, it's Joe and Amaris. And that ah! is one of my favorite gifts that we got. Like, so why is it so special? What about it? Whatever they have done, whatever you have done, Dairyland, to make that so cool.
0: Mm-hmm. That's just the classic, man. I don't really know. It's well, like,
1: and I wonder if it like also has something to do with the way you're going around it, right? Like, it's mm. the only corner in town. It's the yeah, only one yeah. on Main Street.
0: The only corner on Main Street. It's like you like drive past Dairyland, and you can tell that it's been there since since Forever. the fifties, f- at least.
1: Yeah, it's been according there, it's
0: according to Peg um, Peg's, Peg um, Peg et al. <laughs> 2021. Peg at all twenty twenty one. Yeah so, it, so so I guess you like catch a history. feeling you catch a feeling that like this is the sign where we share Messages in this town. This is like obviously the building, and it's been happening for years. And now I get to become a part of that. And yeah, I think that's it too.
1: Well, and I also think there's something really special about somebody taking the time to do that for you too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right?
1: Like, like it's not a digital thing where like we're so used to people being like, "Oh, it's Jordan's birthday, so I'm gonna wish him a happy birthday," which is not Mm -hmm. like it is special. Like that is a thing, but there is something very because it takes effort right like you have to call them or go in or like do this thing and then they also have to take time to make the sign Yo, one ab- letter at a time absolutely right like so i think that's probably part of it too is that it's like you know that somebody who loves you really wanted people taking that corner yeah to know something about you and they do and to too. celebrate you i mean like everything on there is a celebration, right? It's like, so maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's why it feels so special is the place we also celebrate everyone. Yeah. Good question, Griffin. Yo,
0: dude. There was this one that I saw maybe last summer. Maybe it was over winter break. But it was like, it said something like, come back, Rosie. (laughs) And that was it. Or something like that. And all I could think of is some dude that like, yeah. And had a girl named Rosie, and then was like, How do I reach Rosie? Like, she's turned off her cell phone. This is, it. This is how I reach Rosie.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Don't
0: want to make light of that situation if that is what happened, but oh. also, like, that's what my mind, the Curiosity. only thing that. <laughs> that's cool. Come back, Rosie, hashtag. Um, hashtag,
1: come back, Rosie.
0: On the cheeseburger. Don't know who this is, but. Oh, scout.
1: Scout wants to talk about the cheeseburger. You want to sure. talk
0: about on the cheeseburger? Are you classically conditioned for the word cheeseburger? On the cheeseburger says, What the heck is this? Question mark. Lander, despite the influx from California and whatnot, is still Y.O. Okay.
1: So I guess it's not quite a question. Yeah. But more of a statement.
0: More of a statement, yeah. I think we we might get into something similar with what you're talking about. Not exactly, but... yeah. What the heck is this? This is Deer Lander?
1: Yeah, this is Deer Lander, um, and we will talk about the growth of Lander, I think.
0: Yes. For sure. Good question. On the cheeseburger. Keaton Scott, shout out to... I actually
1: thought that that was going to be the question. <laughs> on With, the cheeseburger? On, <laughs> on the cheeseburger. And Deer then Land? I thought I was going to say... This or transition? Like, yeah. Or like, Gannett Grill, what do you prefer? Right? Like, I yeah. thought it was going to be like a...
0: Okay, well, what is your Gannett Grill burger?
1: I usually go for the Bonsai Burger.
0: Yeah, the Bonsai is a classic. It's a
1: classic. But honestly, if I'm being honest with myself, I usually go for the Hungry Hippie with bacon. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. Man. I've been a Houlihan boy lately. Oh. It is the (laughs) Houlihan. Houlihan boy. Through and through. But if we're talking burger, it is Bonsai or Muy Bueno. Oh, Muy Bueno. Or Swiss burger. Oh yeah,
1: they're all good. Oh
0: man. Okay, Keaton Scott. Um... Shout out to Keaton Scott. You guys should talk about how Small Town Lander has grown in the last decade. Yes. Yeah.
1: We we're just will. about
0: to talk about this. Yeah. Kitchy Cooper. What is the vision for season 2? Excited to listen. Shout out to Kitchy Cooper. We're about to hang out later tonight. Uh, vision for season 2. Obviously, something that we've talked about and my personal um most important thing about Deer Lander mm-hmm. is that we don't that it doesn't feel gatekeepy yeah. in the sense that it's like we are catering to just um, old heads in Lander or yeah. just climbers in Lander. I want us to be like very well-rounded and have lots of good diversity of guests and viewpoints yeah. and yeah, of um,
1: Which is something that we kind of referenced earlier that yeah. Griffin brought up to us is too like we should also be talking about like We love Lander, of course. Yeah. But we should also be talking about some of the issues that are within Lander. Thank you. you.
0: Thank you for bringing... Yes. Um, And also, like, not everybody has a great experience with Lander. And that's necessary to talk about, too. It's important. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, like, everybody we've talked to so far always has good things to say about Lander. But I think all of us can, can have moments where we're like, Lander's not so great. Right. And I think that that, as we're, like, we're writing our letter to... To lander and I think that it's important that we touch on those things.
0: Those really special way of yeah. putting that. I
1: yeah. mean, also we have stickers.
0: We have stickers. That have our yeah. that have
1: our uh our stamp on them.
0: Yeah, get ready. Our
1: dear lander stamp.
0: More on stickers and, and koozies later. Yeah. I have a very exciting activity for you all.
1: Um
0: Excite. uh yeah, Kitri, I think all I can say is already we have recorded multiple episodes. That I believe are great episodes, and a Mm -hmm. few of them in particular are outstanding episodes. Um,
1: Scout agrees.
0: One of them in particular, I like. Could not believe that we snagged.
1: Yeah, which will be also a surprise episode for me. Yes. Like I will not have been there.
0: Yeah, I'm sad that Mara wasn't there for this episode. It's okay though. But Um, very.
1: But you know, you got to grab those opportunities when they come, and so it's kind of fun because I'll be listening to it at the same time you guys are. Yeah. So,
0: very excited to like interact with you all yeah. when this episode drops. Last one, Courtney Benner. Shout out to Courtney. Women that go missing on the reservation. When I saw this comment, I thought about it, and I also think it's important to be talking about this and shedding light. And I also think it would be important to get perspectives from individuals on the reservation to shed light and kind of obviously, like, we would like those individuals to be our guest
1: and that's one of those things right that it's like we're talking about our love of lander Mm -hmm. but that's a very real and horrible thing that's happening in our town even right like we're all on the same land Yep. which as we should note is not our original land like
0: so what i would like you guys to do when you hear this episode and hear what we're talking about and if you feel like you also have somebody that would be great to come on um, and discuss murdered and missing indigenous women I w- we would love to hear yeah. y'all's thoughts and opinions on a native voice that could come and speak on that
1: yeah and I also think too that goes for any guest that you would like us to interview oh, like yeah. anybody that you personally would like to hear from I think you should send us those suggestions of like who you would like us to talk to you know eventually we're going to run out of people that we know <laughs>
0: That's right, yeah. So.
1: um, You guys
0: got great ideas, man. And also,
1: it's so fun. Like, I think I talked about this in the last season, is that sometimes you know people, you know the people we're interviewing, and I've never met them before. Mm -hmm. And there is something so fun for me, or there was, and I think there would be for you too, about talking to somebody that we have no history with. Absolutely. You know, like because you get to learn so much. Like I just and also like now I see Amy Skinner everywhere and it's just so fun because I'm like now Amy. We are way tight. You. Yeah. Right, like um but that was a fun episode for me because I didn't know anything about her personally or about her story and so it's like
0: Right. You know. And I like honestly didn't really know a whole lot either. I just had known that like she's a badass. I knew that she was a badass and I had like seen her on Wind and Rattlesnakes. Yeah. And I, like, had known certain stuff, but not firsthand. And so getting to talk with Amy Skinner was just, like, a super big treat. Same with, like, I mean, Mike Lilligren. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know Mike super well, but to hear his story... He
1: climbed my house.
0: (laughs) He climbed your house, man. I know.
1: Yeah, so uh, that also goes to say, if you guys have people you want to hear from, like, send them our way. We'd love to talk to anybody. Okay. Do you have any last parting words? I feel like this is a good... (laughs)
0: I'm very excited for you, everybody, to be hearing the guests that we will be having this season. Yeah. I'm super, super stoked. I've looked forward to this for a whole year. Do you have any parting words? If you have a cheese wheel sign that you could put anything on the cheese wheel sign.
1: That's a lot of pressure.
0: That it, yeah. Come back, Rosie. <laughs> I was
1: like, hashtag come back, Rosie. <laughs> hashtag come back, um, Rosie. <laughs> hashtag dear Lander.
0: Hashtag dear Lander.
1: Do you think they have a hashtag, aka a number, in music?
0: Maybe, dude. Maybe, I don't think so.
1: We should buy him one.
0: We could buy him a pound thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, pound number symbol sharp in music. It's not just a hashtag, everybody.
0: Uh, what? Uh, uh What is the squ- hashtag view? I survive thing same... in music like the
1: the treble clef. Uh, treble
0: clef. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me loving music um, and not you... knowing what a treble clef is called. Hey,
1: okay, also, I'm just going to say, like, you can love music and not know what a treble clef is called. Yep. You can love music and mm. not know what a treble clef is called, people.
0: Folks, it's been a pleasure.
1: It's been a pleasure. We'll see you in the rest of season two.
0: This is Jordan. This is Amara. This is Dear Lander. It's good to be back, fellows. Talk to you soon. Peace.